1: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
2: Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was
3: enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic a sole bastion of fairness he treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse wow the clearing house of hot takes break free for something special the 5th hour with ben maller starts right now
2: in the air everywhere and welcome into the mailbag edition of the 5th hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. Now, since this is a podcast and we don't announce when we're recording the podcast, there are no calls. The phones, even though they ring, Danny, we're not we're not answering the phone. Maybe at some point we'll we'll do that. We'll figure out a way logistically. There are ways to do it, but we have the mailbag. It is our chance to interact with you, the listeners, and let's get right into it, Danny G. What do you say? Do you you have anything to announce before we get into it? No, just
3: your thought about the phones there. People spend way too much damn time on their phones. Unless you're using your phone to listen to this podcast, then it's okay.
2: Yes. And I did meet some people, uh, people. I mentioned Dottie from the Friday podcast, and she does not have email. She does not have a computer. Dottie told me that, I I said, why don't you, I'll email. I think I was going to email her or something. And Dottie's like, no, no, I go to the library. That's how I use the computer at the library. (laughs) Can you imagine, Danny, how much more difficult would our lives be with what we do? We would all have meltdowns if we did not have access to a computer. And when you have a smartphone, uh, you've got a radio, you've got a television, you've got a computer they can spy on you big brother can spy on you at any moment yeah. they know where you are it's a shopping cart it's a exactly it's everything uh, it is one of the great conveniences yeah and i don't know maybe financially she can't afford it i have no idea but uh listen uh you listen however you listen
3: it's how people get hookers and cocaine bunch of hookers and cocaine
0: oh
2: whether you whether you listen uh on terrestrial radio regular regularly I did see Danny Fox Sports Radio upgrading our affiliate in San Diego the San Diego market Poppy actually told me this while on the air the other night we went from 1360 on the AM dial to 760 on the AM dial which is great it's a much more powerful station in San Diego and so they flipped the conservative talk station, the Patriot San Diego version that went to the higher frequency and we went on the lower frequency. So that was kind of cool, but the problem with San Diego radio. And I know this from when I worked in San Diego is that the transmitters are all pretty powerful, but they're facing the Pacific ocean. So you're broadcasting. If only blue books, uh, blue whales, rather, if only blue whales, dolphins, seals, uh, fish, schools of fish, And some oil rigs. Yes, and guys working on oil rigs. If only they could be credited with listening to the programming, the audience would be much bigger. Now, that was one of the great things about working at a border blaster station that was not governed by the FCC because the mighty 690 was booming just the same but different. It was booming uh, across the United States as opposed to out to the Pacific Ocean. So a little inside radio mumbo jumbo and all that but let's get to the mailbag right now and our buddy ohio al
0: it's in the bag
2: All right. Thank you for that, Ohio Al. And uh, let's see, who is first? I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! And a reminder, if you want to be part of the mailbag, you don't have to wait for me to post something on Facebook. I do it every Monday or Tuesday, usually in the afternoon, sometimes in the morning, on the Facebook page. I'll put a funny GIF on there, and then you can submit a question. Or you can just email me right now. You don't have to wait. If you have a witty question, something about the show, something about something that has happened in the past, Danny G, you want to ask him what his life's like, my life. You want to ask Danny G what it's like to be at a a school and be around kids all the time. Uh, Ask me what it's like to have no life and not do anything other than radio. Uh, You can ask me any of those questions. And Danny, realfifthhour at gmail.com. Make sure to spell it out, realfifthhour at gmail.com. First one comes from Cliff. From Nashville, he says, Ben and Danny G, y'all said I was pranking you with the broom straw checking the ripeness of a watermelon. Have you, have you had the opportunity to try it? Uh, and he also says, please, Ben, take the West of the 405 off your podcast promos and replace it with Danny G. He is worthy. <laughs> All right, so as far as the podcast promo thing, I don't know anything about that, Danny. I'm not sure how that works. I think iHeart has an old version
3: of the promo, and they've been sticking it in some of the podcasts. Yeah, so it's away from what we do. Unfortunately, we're not in charge of that.
2: Well, that is uh, is disrespect. Yeah, that's not right. There has to be a way. I know this is a major bureaucracy, and there's a lot of layers at iHeart Media, but there has to be a way that we can get rid of that. There's got to be some here. central command that we can go to and re- just simply trade out the old promo for the new promo. We could record a new promo, Danny. I'm willing to do that. We can write some new copy. I I believe I am capable of doing that. We can come up with some new dogma and toss it in there and boom, it'll be unfreaking believable, Danny. Yeah. We
3: talk for all these hours. I think we're okay to talk for 30 seconds.
2: Yeah. Well, of course, it's like it's like the difference between television and radio. Like people that do television and go to radio have a much harder time typically than people that go from radio to television, because it's a whole different skill set in terms of the amount of time. Ask Pat O'Brien. P.O.B., who's been on this podcast, the great Pat O'Brien. Anyway, as far as the watermelon thing, I have not checked the watermelon. I have stuck to my original watermelon technique, where you look for the watermelon that's all scratched up, because that's, that's the sweetest watermelon because the bugs were, were trying to get in there. The critters were trying to get into the watermelon. So that's what I do. Uh, have, you, have you, Danny, been able to try the broom straw technique for the watermelon?
3: No. From our past conversations, I also now have been looking for the ones that are the most scratched up.
2: And has that worked for you? Yeah. Okay.
3: My Tinderoni picked out a watermelon just a week ago. And it looked all scratched up, and it was bright red inside and juicy, and... I got it all over me. Had enough sweetness to it. It was perfect.
2: It's a great life hack, because most people don't know it, and they would avoid those watermelons because they think there's something wrong with them. Yeah, they look beat up. The simpleton will say, no, 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 that's a cautionary watermelon. Do not... Do not uh, touch that watermelon. That's There's storm clouds around that watermelon, and we know better. All right, uh, next up on uh, the mail bag. These are actual messages by actual listeners. Mail, motherfucker. Mr. Luciano says, hey, Ben, no question. Uh, no question asked for you and Danny G. I just want to say thank you, Mr. Luciano says. Thanks again. It was a pleasure meeting both of you. Great times. Keep doing what you do. Well, thank you, Mr. Luciano. A fine night we had together that we will remember, and I'm sure you you remember, Mr. Luciano. Nice meeting you, brother. It was great meeting you, and I'm glad you were able to make it and hang out, and you stayed long enough for Danny and the the whole the whole deal. You've got mail. Kevin in Kansas writes, and he says, "Dear Ben and Danny G, with your recent car issues, have either of you gone for walks recently?" <laughs> or has life been too busy for that right now? Ben, is your new area just as nice for walking as the old place? So I answer that one first, Kevin. First of all, I hope life's treating you well. Kevin's a teacher as well, Danny. So he's in the education world. Uh, where I live now, Kevin, there's actually more trails to walk. It's uh, an amazing place uh, where I where I reside. And I've done a little bit of it. Lately, I'm not going to lie, it's been too hot. And I just haven't been able to to get out and wander the trails and, and whatnot. I hope to get back to that. I love going on nature hikes. I love walking to like waterfalls. There's a great one up in Pasadena in the Pasadena area uh, of Southern California, Danny. I don't know if you've done any of that hiking to waterfalls, but uh, it's, it's pretty cool. There's a, a bridge. That goes to nowhere. The bridge to nowhere, which is out above Azusa, in Southern California, I, I'd like to go there at some point. But I, I like stuff like that. But I, to answer your question, Ke- Kevin, I have not uh, really done much of that recently. I have been going to the gym. My treadmill, my dear beloved treadmill, is covered in dust. And at some point, the crowd will go wild because that thing will work again. <laughs>
3: Just be careful with that bridge to nowhere because everybody in Southern California knows that's where the Chupacabra lives.
2: Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. okay. You're an inhuman monster! Right. This is the hills. The boogeyman. You got to watch out for the boogeyman. What about you, Danny? You, you, you have told stories about how you've gone. You have the e bike <laughs> You've done a little bit yeah. of that, but have you been wandering the mean streets of the valley?
3: It was two weekends ago. I tried to take a Saturday morning walk after I finished post-production of the podcast, I told my Tenderoni, I'll go out with you as she was walking the dog, dog Daisy, who looks like a squirrel. Arf, arf, arf. She had to pick Daisy up because it was hot. The Her doggy didn't want to touch the concrete. And then we get to where the grass was up top. She was being grouchy. She kept complaining about everything. And I told her, I'm like, you know, you're just complaining nonstop, right? And she's like, "I'm sorry, it's just too damn hot to take a walk." <laughs> so we came back to the AC and she was her wonderful self again. That's how hot it's been here. Yeah, it's
2: been been nasty and yeah, a few more few more weeks it'll by Halloween. Yeah, maybe. Maybe <laughs> by Halloween. All right, let's see here. Hey! That scumbag pay attention it's time for mail call kevin is in rockford illinois so back-to-back belly-to-belly kevin in kansas now kevin in rockford illinois a regular it's like kevin and kevin's like a law firm or a morning show Hey, Kevin and Kevin in the morning. Kevin and Kevin will have traffic on the ones and fun on the twos. $1,000 up for grabs in 10 minutes. This is a national contest. No. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, Kevin in in Illinois, who sends us really good questions quite a bit, just like Kevin in Kansas. He says, I'm heading back to Colorado next week to hike another Colorado 14er. And just so Danny G does not feel left out, I will yet again change the name of the mountain and it shall be called Tinderoni Mountain. Can okay. I have a request? Okay. Can he please call it Tinderoni Tip? Tinderoni Tip Mountain, even better. Tinderoni uh-huh. Tip Mountain. Kevin uh-huh. says we're camping out at the base of the mountain and I just bought a miniature Blackstone griddle.
0: Racist.
2: To cook cook on at camp. What do you guys uh, recommend uh, as a good camping meal? Oh, the you're gonna love the griddle, and even those small griddles are great. Uh, the The smash burger is, is wonderful on a griddle. It's it just takes some obviously some ground beef and uh, make sure it's cold, uh, whatnot. But and you can use an like a pot to squ- squish the burger down with a turkey burger. You can do that with a turkey burger too. I've done that. I've done ground turkey. Uh, that works as well. Uh, I, I love the Philly cheesesteak, which is probably not a good idea on a hike, but you can make breakfast foods, omelets, bacon, anything your heart desires. I am all about the griddle. I have a Blackstone griddle.
0: Racist.
2: How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> They're not an advertiser. They should be. I love, I freaking love that thing. It's a wonderful thing. Kevin, make sure to take some good photos, though, of the tenderoni tips sign tinderoni tips mountain and put put danny g's tinderoni tips mountain that's a lot of writing
3: no just call it the tip since he's up at the top of it oh there you go yeah the yeah. tinderoni tip
2: yeah all right and uh, see what i did there i i i, I think uh, yeah. i think i saw that but uh, but thank you kevin good luck safe travels enjoy your stay at the top of the mountain but if i hike to the top of the mountain i would not want to leave the top of the mountain i just want to stay there i'd be like all right this is a lot of work i'm just going <laughs> to hang out here
1: You've got mail.
2: All right, next up, we go uh, to Mike in Wisconsin. He says, hey, guys, would you rather give up air conditioning and heating for the rest of your life or give up the internet for the rest of your life? Well, th- this is interesting. I think we just talked about Dottie, who oh. does not lives her life. She does not have the internet. She hates this show, hates me. I got to tell you, I am so in the internet world for work like if i didn't have this job i probably wouldn't really worry that much about it if i had like a job where i didn't need to worry about being updated on stuff but the internet is everything the internet is radio it's television it's movies it's everything Uh, you'd have to give up all of that how
3: about just giving up the internet for one season because i don't care about the heater i don't use the heater not where we live yeah you don't really need that no i need the ac though badly Yeah, oh, man. I already, I don't know about you, I already run hot. So when it gets super hot outside, then I'm a mess. Like, I don't want to be out there where that sun is blazing down on you. I need to find that air conditioning or some shade.
2: Yeah, so Mike, would I rather, I would rather give up the heating and the air conditioning if I had to make that Sophie's Choice call than the internet, but my life would be so much more uncomfortable. Although at the same time, we've heard so many stories over the years, Danny, that like Washington, D.C., they call it the swamp. We love Big Ben. Big Ben's a friend of mine. The reason they called it the swamp originally because it was oppressively hot and humid like a swamp. It still is, but the politicians... Now they call it the swamp because of the politicians. But they the, the worst thing that happened for politics is the air conditioning because everyone used to get out of Washington, D.C. Uh, in the summertime because it was so nasty and it was uh, just horrible. And our friend uh, Marlon's man told me the story about how in, in Florida it was the same thing, that it was real estate was cheap. Nobody wanted to live in Florida because it was so nasty most of the year with the humidity and people could not handle it from the North, the Northerners that would come down. And then once air conditioning became a thing, Uh, suddenly it didn't matter anymore. And
3: people would just, yeah. Air conditioning also helped build
2: Las Vegas. That's right. There is no lost Las Vegas without, without that. All right. Uh, Next up, Chris in Maricopa Iowa. He says, guys, what was the most embarrassing moment you had in high school? Yeah, well, there are, there are so many nightmare moments in high school. Like, How do you sum up one, one moment in time? I, I have very uh, troubling memories of the fitness test in football, trying to beat a certain time and having to do it over and over again well all my teammates are uh, like you fat ass what's wrong with you that was a that was a nightmare and then there were some like random things awkward moments with girls in high school where you're, you know, I was I was very uh, shy I'm introvert then and it was very weird and uh, so any, anything in particular Danny though you, you remember from high school that you haven't recently told any
3: story yeah about? was my sophomore year, and I was in the electronics ROP program. She was a freshman, I was a sophomore, and she would flirt with me in that class every day. And there was a separate class attached where they actually had old TVs and things like that for us to use the soldering irons on. And in that little room, she and I went back there, and uh, we were grinding, we were doing some things we shouldn't have been doing on school hours. And the electronics teacher walked in and caught us. Uh And I thought for sure he was going to call my mom. I was embarrassed because of what he caught us doing. Ben, it was. Were you
2: acting like you were at an A's game or a Blue Jays game? (laughs) (laughs) No, it wasn't anything that torrid, but it
3: was, let's just say it was R. Kelly, his hit song, Bump and Grind. Ah, okay felt like at any moment he could pick up the phone and call my mom and get me in trouble. That's the one memory that comes to mind where I was embarrassed about something. Although she was good looking. I wasn't embarrassed about that part. It was just what he caught us doing red handed.
2: Wow. He could have held that over your head the entire, I guess, entire year, right? uh... Yeah. He
3: could have blackmailed me. He actually lived two blocks away from us. And so my mom she met him and she knew him because my older brother was in his electronics class. So I I don't want to say he was a friend of the family but he definitely knew my mom well enough to where he could have talked to her and got me busted. Wow, so
2: okay, that's good. So that's a cool he didn't do it though.
3: So yeah, like, thank you Mr. Hoskins for not uh getting me grounded for a month.
2: You no, know, kids are going to be kids, right? You're going to you're going to do stuff as long as you don't cross yeah. certain lines. Uh, you got to live your life. Uh why not? <laughs> All right, uh, next up is Eric from Parts Unknown. He says, hey, guys, uh, what is, I guess this is for me. What is the most unprepared you've ever been for a show, and how did you get through it? Yeah, so I over-prepare Eric, but there have been times, uh, a few times over the years where I've been at the studio, I've been on my way out, and who whoever was supposed to do the show next, they couldn't connect to their studio. And so they're like, Hey, can you start the morning show? And I'd be like, uh, okay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and But I don't have any material. So often I just kind of rehash stuff that I'd done. There have been times where I've put some notes down. I usually, the way it works is I, I go to my, my home studio, my office, and I'll, prepare for the show, and then when I go in, I'll email myself so I have everything, and then I'll print everything up on the company dime, and that's how we do things. And so sometimes, though, I was in such a rush to get out that I forgot to actually send the email that had all my notes for the show. And so I just had to kind of wing it. And the weird thing I've noticed is that when I've had that happen, it's happened a few times where I've not really been prepared the way I should be. Nobody really seems to notice. It's like nobody, like, I, I guess I'm able to fake it till you make it, or I've done it enough that it, it's i it, I'm able to do it. I don't, I don't fear. I don't prefer to do that. I like to have preparation. I don't want to, I don't want to just wing it totally because you know people give up the most valuable thing they have to listen to radio and, or have it be a part of your life. And I, I, just, I feel it's, it's wrong to do it. Now there are plenty of people that do it that way. I don't like to do it, but I, it has happened, Eric, to answer your question. Uh, to, my, to my knowledge, no one's ever said, I've never got an email saying, hey, you didn't do the normal thing you normally do, because I'm able to still present a, a similar product. Just to, in my head, in my neurosis, it's not as good as it could be. All right, what is next? You've Eric? got mail. Uh, we have uh, Shane in Texas who writes and he says, if you had one wish from a genie in a bottle, And you could only pick one. Would you rather have? And I guess it's these two things uh, Shane is saying. Did he say genie? I'm a doctor, not genie in Medford, but yeah, genie like a genie in a bottle. I said you could, but these are the only two things you got to pick from. Would you rather have perfect teeth or perfect hair? All right, so for me this is easy. Maybe for both of us, I don't know. Uh, The hair thing, because. Like I don't, it, I don't really notice. Like if you have really nasty teeth, I guess I'll notice. But I don't really like stare at people's teeth. But it's hard to avoid hair because it's you see it. I, I wear hats all the time because my hair is uh, thanks to my 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 grandparents, uh, my grandfather or whatever. It's uh, it's gone. Yeah, like he, I guess I would. Pick, I would pick if my genie in a bottle could only give me one of those two things, I would pick flowing locks. Uh, that's what i would pick uh danny i I, like uh samson i would be uh, with the locks what about you
3: now back when you were dating and i mean man i i know that was a period in your life where you had a lot going on but (laughs) were you would it bother you if a girl had a jacked up grill or like her hair was thinning because i think the jacked up grill is worse
2: yeah, see, well, that's a different... I, I'm talking about, yeah, I guess in dating. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I, like. I do I really care if my buddy Jimmy has messed up teeth? You know, I, right, right. I don't really give a crap. I'm not going to kiss him. You pay me $500,000, I'll endorse a gay magazine. Uh, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter to me. Um,
3: yeah, I mean, I'm with you. For us, the Fabio here would be amazing. Yeah. Because um, I think we already have some decent teeth. For anyone listening in England right now, sorry not to take a shot at you.
0: Racist.
2: Not a stereotype,
3: but... Yeah, but they're known for some teeth that maybe need some dental work. I guess I agree with you, but I, I also think about that question and I turn it around. Like, is that a physical trait people would pay attention to when they're dating?
2: Yeah, that that would not be... A uh, and a What's the word I'm looking for? A or whatever the what's the oh, aphrodisiac, aphrodisiac. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Easy for me to say, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, that would not uh enhance the situation. And uh, but on your second
3: date, you could take her to the dentist.
2: <laughs> yes, I, I have a great uh, dentist I want to <laughs> recommend. You're really gonna like this dentist. <laughs> oh man, is this a great dentist?
3: I got one hell of an orthodontist on my payroll, baby. <laughs>
2: uh all right no way jose writes and he says if you can be reincarnated but only as an animal any animal when you die what would you want to be all right so if you come back to the same planet i guess i would pick like a blue whale don't they live to be like 200 years old or a tortoise or something like that although i guess if you're a blue whale you don't want to go through some of the—I uh, guess I'll stereotype here—some of the countries where they're in, in the uh, Asian countries where they love the, to hunt the whales, right? Harpoon the whales and all that. Don't they fry up the whale peas? Yeah, it's a it's a culinary delight. I think yeah, I don't uh, think you're I don't think you're kidding. I think they're like every part of the whale is uh, very very valuable. But I, I so I'd be in the ocean, but I'd avoid the whalers not the Hartford Whalers, the old hockey team but the Whalers. I would have uh, <laughs> what animal would you be Danny if you, you could be any animal reincarnated you're coming back and you're out there doing your thing.
3: I would definitely want to come back as the king of the jungle. The I, I would I would be a lion for sure.
2: All right. Yeah. Does, nobody picks like a cockroach. No one's like I want to come back and I want to be an ant. I want to be a worker ant or a worker bee. No one ever picks that. They always pick <laughs> whale lion tiger rhino hippo you name if i was a hippo i would be the hungry hippo (laughs) i would definitely be the hungry hippo
3: you'd be the fasting hippo
2: yeah exactly well if
4: i was living the life i'm living now there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you
2: Barry in Nashville writes in. He says, yo, yo, ma, Benny, have you ever watched the show Naked and Afraid on Discover Channel? Uh, Discovery Channel? I have not. Have you seen that show, Danny?
3: Oh, yeah. I've seen a couple seasons of it.
2: All right. He says, if not, it's where they drop off two contestants into a remote location where the contestants have no clothes and can only bring one survival item, a knife, a fishing line, etc. of their choice. They then have to fend for themselves for food and building a shelter. The contest typically lasts for 21 days. They, then they hike out mm-hmm. and are considered to have complete completed the challenge if they make it to the end of the 21 days. The question is, who from your crew would make it the longest and how many minutes, hours, or days would they last? Man. All right. So I, there was a show that I, I used to watch where this guy would land in a place remote area but he'd be dropped off by himself and then he'd record everything but that's not naked and afraid this was this was they wasn't naked this was something else and
3: there's another great show you could watch on Netflix right now called Alone where different contestants get dropped off somewhere where it's crazy uh, a crazy environment but they they're wearing clothes but they're by themselves, and they have to fend for food and try to outlast all of the other contestants on that same island. So it's pretty cool. But for your staff, Ben, I'm trying to think who could really make it out there in the in the wilderness.
2: Uh, if there's no drive-throughs, Coop would not make it. Roberto would probably do okay cooking-wise. He'd be able to cook, but then you got to kill the yeah. animals and cook them. Yep, you have to catch fish too.
3: That's the key. The ones who made it the longest on a loan are the ones who are able to catch fish.
2: It's very difficult without a fishing line to catch a fish, though, with your bare hands. If you don't, they made contraptions.
3: They put together like a jerry-rigged fishing net to catch fish overnight.
2: Then you got to gut the fish and that whole thing. Yeah. And those bamboo contraptions
3: where, you know, the fish can fit in but then can't get out.
2: Yeah, I guess so. I a- answer your question. I would go with you, Danny G. I think you'd do, okay? Because you've watched the show, so you know what to do. So I'd go <laughs> with
3: you. I could build a fort, that's for sure. And I think I would be able to catch a couple fish.
2: There you go. You got that going for you. I- I'd have no chance. I-, I would just say, okay, I'm not going to eat for 21 days. I'll go to Cane's when I get back. I'll have the the Kaniac combo. I'm good to go. Uh, thank you, Barry. I appreciate that. The next one from Pierre, try to pick up the pace here a little bit. Pierre says, writing from my safe space, he says, cuddling my therapy dog with one arm and clutching my crayons and crushing the keys with the other. Danny G mentioned the Nerf football during last week's mailbag, and this got me feeling nostalgic for toys from my youth. Did either of you have an It's a football growing up? This was a soft rubber football that you could throw super tight spirals with as well as further than a Nerf football. Also, did you guys have any other toys that you enjoyed, possibly ones that your friends had that you didn't, also wanting uh, to go over to their house to play? Maybe Weebles, Uh, Ben, he says, because uh, they wobble. And they don't fall down. Well, I did see the Weeble. You sent a photo here, and I have I have seen those. I don't recall playing with them as a as a kid. I remember seeing them though as a kid. So is that have you ever heard of the what do you call it? The Itza football?
3: No, and I looked it up right now. I'm not sure what he's referring to. My older brother and I we had a Los Angeles Raiders football and it was it was almost like jelly like if that makes sense the material it was made out of uh-huh it felt like it was filled with gel and yeah.
2: you could chuck that thing far yeah i'm looking at the the it's a ball and it does actually it does remind me of something i had as a as a kid it does remind me of that so i'm going to go yes i didn't know the name of it though how did you know the name of it pierre what's, what's the it? name of it i t z a just type in it's a ball or it's a football oh, or you know one of those it. and it does look like a nerf product but it's not a nerf product it's a similar ah, it's a, uh, small ball. yeah box. that does look familiar yeah yeah we we had those when we're we're around the same age we had those when we were kids. yeah uh as far as like games and toys nothing off the top of my head my, my most of my childhood even though i was the fat kid we went out and played stickball in the neighborhood we played baseball we had we used tennis balls or racquetballs, balls and we'd play with the neighborhood kids we had great fun we'd run through the orange groves and have fights orange fights and you yeah. haven't lived until you've been hit by an orange and you haven't lived until you've been chased by soldiers who are drinking in the orange groves from the local military base. You really haven't lived your life until you've done those things. Uh, Next up, Mike from home and not gridlock traffic. Apparently not in Fullerton anymore. He says, I have an original question for you. It might not be a very good one, but at least I didn't steal it from another podcast like Pierre did last week. Wow. Shots fired. He says, do either of you have a memorable story about losing a tooth? For me, it's when I didn't notice one of my baby teeth came out while biting into a Rocky Road ice cream cone and I accidentally ate it. <laughs> yeah No, I, I was eating Tito's tacos as a you know I was a grown-up uh, person and uh, I bit into the taco and I felt my tooth kind of like uh, a little bit of a crack. That's a bad feeling. That's the worst. And then you're like, how bad is it? Maybe I'm imagining it. Maybe it was something in the taco. And Yeah. That was, that was bad. Any memorable stories about losing a tooth, Danny?
3: I do remember that my mom did that old trick with my older brother where she was trying to tie the dental floss onto his loose tooth. Yeah. And she pulled the line. And I think she was attempting maybe to tie it to a doorknob. And I didn't know what they were doing. So I came running into the room yeah, you know, I'm three years younger than him, so I'm wild. I don't know what they're doing. And I come running into the room and I ran into the line, inadvertently pulled his tooth out. He was bleeding at the mouth, oh. screaming and and yelling at me for,
2: <laughs> <laughs> for
3: for violently pulling his tooth out.
2: That is that is horrible when you're yeah. not prepared for it. Oh
3: man! Oh, I think my mom was trying to be funny with her whole dental floss thing and. I
2: came in and spoiled their
1: fun. <laughs> that's
2: great. <laughs> Not for him. Uh, that's that's funny. Uh, John in Northern Colorado writes in. John says, have you ever explained to your lady that you have the toilet seat up because she's just going to lift it anyway to check for spiders? Uh, he says. There, I think that's more a, like for Koopa Loop. I think that might be. Well, yeah. Coop's actually the one that should leave the toilet seat up because he, he yeah. checked for the for the spiders and all that. And, uh, thank you, John. Uh, last one, Joe from New York says, what's worse doing the dishes or the laundry. So this is easy. I'm the dishwasher, Joe, I'm the professional dishwasher. That's my job. I feel a great sense of satisfaction when I wash the dishes. I feel like I've accomplished something. I love a big sink full of dishes and then methodically going through the dishes and putting them, you know, rinsing them all off and then putting them in the dishwasher and arranging. It's like a, a jigsaw puzzle to get everything in the dishwasher. So I love that. Yeah. And the laundry thing, here's my take on laundry, Danny. I don't mind washing and drawing the laundry. I hate putting laundry away. So that's my, my, my problem with laundry. What about you? Quick.
3: Uh, we know what your exercise bike and your uh, treadmill looks like of course course. (laughs) um yeah i mean you and my tinderoni are a bunch of freaks when it comes to dishes because dishes suck um i would much rather do laundry the problem is i'm fine with the washing taking it out of the hot dryer really bothers me because instantly you start sweating and so the heat of the dryer bothers me but i would still rather do laundry
2: well and then but also you have the the lint guard you've got to make sure or otherwise you'll have a fire right on oh car. yeah yeah it's very
3: important Good advice there on the podcast
2: thank you i'm here to help out don't don't have your house burned down because you didn't take the lint out of the <laughs> dryer please i beg of you i beg of you all right we'll get out on that danny what do you have going on today i know i'll be back tonight on the radio this being the sunday show so we'll be back Yapping away Sunday night. Yeah. It's a game week too. It's football. That's right. I was just
3: going to say, this is the week. Finally. Yeah. Damn. It's here. Finally. Yeah. I'm going to be in having fun with Covino and rich on Sunday afternoon into the early evening. And then the show right before yours, Chris Plank and Arnie Spanier. And that is of course the lead into your first show of the week.
2: It's my pregame show. So I yep. have those guys and I'll be back yapping away all night long have a great rest of your weekend thanks for supporting the podcast tell a friend about it remember you can email a question for next week's mailbag real fifth hour at gmail.com and we'll talk to you next time
3: bumping and grinding later skater
2: oh double out there look at that we got two outs on (laughs) that bye felicia